0: Let's pray. Father God, once again, we just thank you for your word. Thank you for the lessons that you teach us. Um, Thank you for teaching us how to love others. And we thank you for this story in particular of how we can um, welcome people, how we can do it well. Help us see this in your eyes. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I want to start off this morning asking the questions. Um, how many of you have ever been hurt before by something that was said to you or about you? Or how many of you have ever been offended by how you've been treated? If you're honest, probably every one of us would put up our hands. This should not happen in a church, though, but far too often we see it happening. So, this morning I want to speak on establishing a welcoming church environment. We're going to look at how society views the global church. So, not to, I'm not talking just about full gospel. I'm talking about the global church. I'm going to look at some traditional examples which is going to come from this story that we just read. And we're going to look at how to apply these to situations not only in our in our church welcoming people here but in our lives as well. So as a pastor I get to meet with couples as they plan out their weddings and lives together. I'm doing this right now with a young couple and it's It's uh, really exciting to see them planning out their future together. At some point we're going to come to 1 Corinthians 13. I always take people there and we read that over. Um, Chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians is also known as the love chapter. And you might not know all of it, but you've probably heard it before. It starts off with, love is patient, love is kind. This begins in verse 4. But if you read verse 1, it says... If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clashing cymbal. I've always been fascinated by that. A noisy gong or a clashing cymbal. If we speak to somebody out of anger or not out of love, that's what the, the scripture relates us to. We're a noisy noisy gong. You might notice something behind me this morning. I borrowed this from the the high school to show a point. Let's listen. Pastor Brian and I tried this out the other day. We were shocked about number one, how long that carried And number two, how hard that was to stop it. I want you to think about that as I go through my message. How long does the gong last? How long does the harsh word last? How hard is it to stop it? When I was preparing this message or when I was asked to prepare a message, I had been meeting with this young guy and I spoke to him about church. And he told me the story about being with his dad. And coming into a church for the very first time when he was just a young guy, just a young boy. And he was so excited to go to this church for the very first time. And they went in and they looked around and they found a seat and they went and sat down. And not too long after, someone came up to them. And you would think this would be where they would greet him, but no. This person looked at him and said, you're sitting in my seat. I won't do it again because it takes so long but you get the point. The results of that meeting have reverberated in this young man's life to this day. Hopefully now that we're meeting and we're establishing a relationship I'm going to be able to help kind of calm some of that down and give him a different impression of what church is like. Unfortunately this is not an isolated incident. I've heard similar stories of this happening in other churches across Canada as I spoke at different camps or just spoke to different people. Meeting with people and hearing their stories allows us to get an idea of our impact on society. And before this seems like it's going to be a really heavy message, I hope it's not. I just wanted to say, here at Full Gospel, meeting with some of the newer people that have been coming here the last few years, I've been hearing their stories and there's a common thread that they've either just decided to go to church or they're new into town and they wanted to pick out a church so they started here because we're on the edge of town and when they came they were welcomed very well they were they were brought in they were shown around and they just loved how they've been treated so well done but looking at media at how the church is portrayed will show us sometimes the, the effect that we're having on them. Um, as I was preparing this, I was thinking Simpsons right away, the, the cartoon, most of you have probably heard of it or some of you have seen it. Um, there's two families in there that are portrayed as Christians and they're not done very well. There's the Simpsons' neighbors, the Flanders. Um, they're a Christian family and they're not shown very well. And then there's their, their pastor, Reverend Lovejoy again, not not very not shown very well. Um, that's how media, that's how the world sees us. Um, I love music, people that know me know that I love music. Uh, so I was looking at this song from Billy Joel, just back from when I was in high school. It's a song called, Only the Good Die Young. And he talks about the mother of a girl that he likes. And she's a Christian, and she's probably a Catholic by some of the lines that he uses. But I want you to remember that we're talking about the global church right now all churches because someone that's outside of the church doesn't see denomination they just they hear christian they hear church and they make their judgment and i'm not defending this song in any way i'm not telling you to go out and listen to worldly music Uh, i'm just showing how he views christians in it so here's a young guy he's rough around the edges unchurched and he's trying to date this girl, but the mom's looking down on him. He's, she's judging him. And he says in one of the lines, he says, She never really cared for me. His feelings of judgment and condemnation are revealed in the words that attitude that she shows towards him. He finishes the statement, She never really cared for me, with the question that we really need to think for for ourselves. He says, Did she ever say a prayer for me? Now a lot of you remember me. Uh, when I first started coming here, 30-some years ago, uh, I was this young guy. I was definitely rough around the edges. I didn't dress like uh, people that go to church looked. Um, and I was chasing after a girl that went here. <laughs> and I married her. But her family never talked down on me. They never they never judged me. They never told me to change. Um, they prayed for me. And a lot of you... the the older people that are here that remember that you prayed for me too so I thank you our response should always be preceded and soaked in prayer on how we view and deal with people people that we meet like you might meet somebody that really rubs you the wrong way or you might meet people that just don't see eye to eye with you but we need to precede our response to that in prayer um It starts with us daily, humbly, coming to God to ask for forgiveness for our trespasses. And then we pray to God that he would send his Holy Spirit to them and help them the way he sees them, not to pass judgment. All right, another song. So there was a band called the Paolos, and I met these guys a long time ago, Bob Rock and Paul Hyde. They they went off and they made this song called Dirty Water it's another example of someone outside of the church walls being judged or feeling judged um, by what they saw as a hypocritical and arrogant attitude through the song they talk about how they're feeling told to be uh, they're feeling that they should be changing their lifestyle to be more like those in the church but the response back was i'll read it here if i wash myself in your dirty water Will your religion make me clean? Again, this is someone from outside of the church, not understanding all the concepts that we know. But this is just their view of what the church looked like. So, so church isn't setting a great example um, if we're coming across as judgmental. So, these are just a few examples of how society views the church, a global church. And yes, I know. It's how God views us that we should be worried about. But if we're having a negative effect on society because we aren't acting out of love, here we go again. I won't do it. It's just, it's just too hard to stop. I was reminded of the prophet Samuel when he went to pick out the next king for Israel. He was taken to the family of Jesse, who had 12 sons. God told him to go there. God told him this is where my next king is going to be from and so one by one from the oldest to the youngest they brought these sons forward to him and Samuel looked at each one of these guys he looked at their stature their strength their handsomeness they're just great-looking guys and everyone that was brought for him Samuel said surely this is the next king but God would say no finally God said Man looks at the outward appearance, but I look at the heart. Now, we aren't Samuel, and we're not picking the next prophet. Or sorry, we're not picking the next king. But we have to stop looking at people, at how they look on the outside, and, and ask God, and you meet, when you're meeting people, ask God to show him, show you what he sees, show you what he created this person to be like, who he created them to be and stop passing judgment um i was at a church one time visiting i was very good friends with the the pastor and i was sitting further in the back and the worship was going and it was really good and there were people that were flagging and stuff and this young lady had come in and well she was not dressed like you normally would at church but she had been off off in the corner near the front and she'd been weeping through most of the worship and finally we got to this one song and she just started to dance and it was beautiful she looked like she was a professional dancer and there was there was a change in the feeling of this this church and i started kind of looking around and i was looking at the people in the congregation and they were all staring at this lady and they had scowls on their faces um, the old saying baptized in lemon juice kind of came up in my head and I'm looking at them and they're all judging this girl and I was watching this person just giving her heart to the Lord so I approached the pastor while this was all going on and, and he's at the front of the church he doesn't see this going on and I said did you notice a change in in the spirit like in the feeling of this the church and the worship right now and he goes yeah I felt it too what's going on and so I said God kind of reminded me of the woman that came and washed Jesus' feet uh, with her tears, and how everybody was judging, saying and they were in their hearts saying if if Jesus knew who this person was, he would not be letting her touch him, and and the pastor said, yeah, I feel that too, that's a really good word, and we addressed it, we actually worship ended, and we, we talked about judging people, and Uh, it was done really well the pastor did it not me i'm not the greatest of putting words together on on the cuff um but yeah it was it was a real humbling moment there was repentance in the church but that young lady continued to come and she had no clue what we were talking about her but she continued to come to that church and she began to work with sunday school she gave her life to the lord she began to work with sunday school uh she went on to become the children and youth pa- or not children youth, just the the children's pastor there and she's married to a guy that was from the church and has two kids i believe now i've, I've kind of lost touch with them but yeah we're not we're not looking at the next king but we might be looking at the next pastor or or youth worker we don't know we don't know we need to stop judging okay how can we do better Let's get back to this Genesis chapter 8 story. Genesis, sorry, Genesis 18, not 8. Genesis 18 finds us reading a story about Abraham. He's camped in a place called the Oaks of Mamre, and he's recovering from surgery. And it says that the Lord appears to him through three men that come to his camp. Okay, we'll start reading. And the Lord appeared to him at the Oaks of Mamre. He sat down at his tent in the heat of the day. He lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing in front of him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth, said, O Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree, while I bring a morsel of bread, that you may refresh yourselves, and after that you may pass on, since you have come to your servant. So they said, Do as you have said, Abraham quickly ran into the tent to Sarah and said, Quick, three seas of fine flour, Need it and make some cakes. Abram ran to the herd and he took out a calf, tender and good, and he gave it to a young man who prepared it quickly. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and he set it before them. And he, Abraham, stood by them under the tree while they ate. It was neat while I was trying to work on this message about creating a welcoming environment, um, I started looking at some Judaic customs and how do they welcome people in. And every site that I went to brought me back to Genesis chapter 18. So this portion of scripture is where they base how they treat and welcome new people. So I wanted to highlight a few things out of this story. And then I'm going to look at another story from scripture that's pretty popular. We, we Most of us should know it. Um, and show the similarities on on how someone is treated and how someone is welcomed. So first of all, I noticed in verse 2, it says Abram ran to greet them. He saw these guys and he just jumped up from, it's the heat of the day, and he's just sitting there and all of a sudden he saw them and he ran out to greet them. He was excited to see them and to host them in his tent or their camp, his camp. The second thing I noticed was that he bowed to them. Now, as our culture, we don't we don't bow to people, and with COVID going on, who knows what's going to happen? But a lot of times we greet with a handshake or a hug. Maybe it'll be fist bumps or elbows now. I don't know. But that's a gesture of welcoming and honoring a guest. Uh, the third thing I want to point out was he invited them to stay and rest and be refreshed. That was the point of them coming in. He wants them to rest and be refreshed from the travels that they're in, of life, of what they're doing, how bad things are. Just invite people in to to rest. Verse 4 says that he brought water for them to wash their feet and to freshen up. There's countless stories that talk about foot washing, um, and we read of quite a few of them that Jesus is involved with foot washing in the Bible. And the last thing it says, he offered bread and a meal to them. Here's the point I want to make. Abraham's guests' well-being, his guests' well-being, how they felt, was his number one priority. Ask yourself this when you're coming to church. Are you coming solely for yourselves just to see what the church can give you? Or are you prepared to host guests? Another story that we read in the Bible is called the story of the prodigal son. And its I'll just give a quick overview. It's the story of a father who has two sons, and the youngest son comes to the father and says, give me my inheritance. Um, so the father gives him what he half of his wealth. And this young guy goes off to the big city, and he wastes it on sinful life and drunkenness, and finally comes to the point where he's completely broke, Basically living in the streets, and he remembers that the servant in his father's house are better off than what he is right now, and he says, "I'm going to go back and ask for forgiveness, I'm going to try to become just a, at least a servant in my father's house just just so I have food on the table." but in his return, instead of being judged and looked down upon him or even cast out by the father, the father does four things. First of all, it says as the son is returning, the father looks up and sees him. And he runs out to greet him. It says he, he hugs him and he kisses his neck. He's overjoyed to see the return of his son. Second thing was he clothed him. He tells the servant, he says, bring a robe and put it on my son. The father meets the needs that the son had because he was probably in rags by then. He had lost all, everything and he'd been living in the street. Third thing, says he put a ring on his finger. The ring on the finger shows standing in the household, the family, or the kingdom. And the fourth, he celebrated the return of his son with a feast. There's powerful similarities in these two stories and others that we read in the Bible. And I just thought we should take note of some of these and apply them to our lives. So my first question is, how excited are you to see someone when they arrive at church? Yes, things are different right now with COVID, but hopefully we're going to be returning soon when we have a new guest that comes in we have greeters that meet them and they do a wonderful job good on you guys but if there's a new person comes in and sits down and they're sitting there all by themselves I hope that we as the congregation of Full Gospel will be able to go over and welcome them I hope you'll be excited to see a new person there and say hey how you doing and if they're sitting in your seat Go over and ask them something like, are you comfortable? Can I get you anything? Right? Don't be a gong. <clears throat> uh, I talked to another guy just a couple of days ago. I was telling him about this message that I was working on. And he shared about growing up in a church that was very harsh, very judgmental. And same thing <laughs> as me. He, he started dating a girl that went to a different church. And he said he went with their her and her family to church one day to try out their church and he said he walked in and he was kind of looking around and this guy from across the room saw him walked right over to him looked him right in the eye shook his hand and said I'm so happy that you're here today I'm so glad to see you and this guy was telling me he said it the emotions that ran up in him of coming from a church that was harsh to a church that showed him love just changed his view. And, and he started going there. They ended up getting married. That's the church that he goes to now. And he says that guy still comes up and welcomes him. Um, be a welcoming person in your church. As a church, when we hear of needs that need to be met, we should come together to help. Recently, we just heard of a tragic fire here in town. Um, there was a loss of life, and four families are basically have lost everything that they have. Um, how can we help with that? Um, this is for families. There's a range of sizes of clothing that is needed. I'm sure every one of us can spare an extra shirt or shoes or pants or socks, whatever. Um, get involved. Get involved in your community. Go and help somehow. Uh, we have Salvation Army and the mission in town. You can drop off clothes there too. Okay, we may not have rings to put on somebody to show their standing as the Father did, but we can, with our attitude and our action, show honor to our guests that come here and show them that the Father sees them in His kingdom and they are loved. Finally, when we're making plans for after-service to go home and eat or go out with friends, do consider inviting a new family i myself have been blessed by this many times this gesture is so welcoming i I, because i traveled a lot i spoke at different churches um i would be the new guy there and yes i was a guest speaker but even sometimes when we showed up my wife and i would travel and just go visit another church we were always invited out um by somebody from the church would invite us for lunch it is so so nice like just to feel loved like that i've been able to do that myself um Try practicing that. So everything that I spoke here this morning, we picture how we're responding to someone coming into our church, into our building. Now get rid of the church. Get rid of the thinking of the church. How are you relating to people that you just meet every day? Are you responding to them in love? As you encounter someone new, um, even if they are not how you would dress, or maybe they're coming at you with a harsh attitude, respond back with love as best as you can. I'm going to close with this uh, verse, it's found in Romans 12.10, it says love one another with brotherly affection, outdo, so go beyond the normal, outdo one another in showing love. Let's do our best to dispel the negative view people have of church. Let's outdo one another showing love, honor, and respect to those that God places in our path. Peace to you, my friends. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this message this morning. We thank you for the love that you've shown towards us. We thank you for the grace and mercy that you've poured upon us. Help us to do that to those that we meet, even if they may be different, than we, than we are or than we imagine. Help us to show love. Help us to welcome new people. In Jesus' name, amen. Peace to you all as you go about the rest of your day and this week coming up. We love you. Um, from all the pastoral team here, we just pray for all of you. We hope that you are well. If you're not, reach out. Um, give us a call and uh, arrange some someone just to come and talk if you need that love you all bye bye